You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 109. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. Hi, pet business owners. How are you today? Oh my goodness. It's so good to be here with you with this particular podcast episode. It's a big one. (laughs) A lot of pet sitters and dog walkers have issues with client keys, but this is really about so much more than just client keys. So if you are a dog trainer or pet groomer or doggy daycare owner, you're going to get a lot out of this episode too. But before I dive into the coaching session with Val, who is an Atlanta-based pet sitter and dog walker, I first want to just share a little bit about some things that are going on. So one of the things is I have some availability for some podcast coaching clients. If you would like to be coached by me on the podcast, you will find a link to that to apply in the show notes, which is at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. That is the number 109. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. The other thing that's happening this month, which I want to share with you, is that there is a Facebook marketing webinar. This webinar has often gotten sold out because it is such a great webinar. I've had so many of you pet business owners just rave about it, and that is happening this month. So there is still space as of the release of this. So if you can sign up, that means there's still space available. You will find the link to all the monthly webinars in the show notes page as well. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. There are a lot of social media webinars this summer that I'm offering. So I am really, really happy about that because a lot of you need to do different marketing to actually take your business to the next level and social media marketing can help. In July, there will be a social media strategy webinar, which will be happening. 
And uh, there's just a lot of other social media webinars happening in the coming months. So keep a lookout on the monthly coaching webinar page. You will find that link in the show notes. Again, one more time, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. So today the coaching session is with Val. She is based in Atlanta. She has a very quickly growing pet sitting and dog walking business. She's been pet sitting and dog walking for a while on the apps, but now she's starting her own business and it is taking off. And like a lot of pet pros who provide a home-based pet service, she's having a hard time managing all of the client keys that she and her staff are responsible for. So in this episode, you're going to hear how she can organize and manage the client keys and also how she can manage and organize her staff. She's got some staffing issues as well. And so I want to invite you to sit back and relax or enjoy your walk or the dishes if that's what you're doing while you're listening or if you're simply just sitting in a chair outside and listening to this episode. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this coaching session with Val. Hi there. Hi. How are you, my dear? I'm doing good. Good. So tell me a little bit about your business. Sure. So Yappy to See You is a pet sitting, dog walking, and dog training business with four employees, one independent contractor because I had a payroll issue this year. Mm-hmm. So I had to hire a, a contractor for a couple months. You had a what issue? Payroll. Um, okay. It's, I I'll try to make it quick. I don't know if it's really going to be something that's in, in your expertise, but Mm -hmm. I hired a payroll company back in October and apparently they never received my information. So they, they made up an EIN for me and paid the IRS with that made up EIN. They never filed with department of labor or department of revenue. And then they filed one of my employees as an IC as well. So I have in 2021. So I have an employee who's also an IC in 2021. So I need to hire a accountant to sort it all out. But I've since moved to Gusto. Okay, good. And they've been great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear that happened to you. That sounds really challenging. Me too. Well, the the funny thing is, Sorry, go on. That's okay. It just sounds messy yeah. and, and like a something you need to untangle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just relieved that it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So when you reached out to me about podcast coaching, mm-hmm. what were you specifically wanting help with? I So I think my other biggest issue right now is that of sustainable growth. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I understand that the way to be sustainable is to have a small service area. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to move in that direction. The issue is that most of the business in the area is in condos. And my policy, my personal policy is that I don't accept clients with access issues. But if you get the keys of the front office each time, or if you have to call them and get them buzz you in, I find that really um, stressful to deal with. And then there's no parking. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think my biggest problem 
is growing locally because right now I'm paying my employees too much. Yeah. Like I way too much. Like I was, I was paying my ICs too much before I had employees. I never reduced what I was paying them. Mm. And now I'm, I mean, if, if I book a 30 minute visit, I'm not making hardly any money. So I charge $3 for 30 minutes, which is a lot higher than average for the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. And I pay them $20 per visit because Mm -hmm. oftentimes they have to travel over 20, 30 minutes to get there. And and I cannot, in all fairness, pay someone 13 to $15 Mm -hmm. for that. So I I pay an extra bonus for the Mm -hmm. travel. Right. And, uh, but you know, I, I charge $30, 30 minutes and then I pay $20 and then, you know, it's like 3% for the, uh, processing fees. And that's what 10% for taxes. Yep. So it depends, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means my profit is $6. Now to be right. competitive, I want to offer Monday through Friday, 10 AM to 2 PM visits at $27 a visit because I mm-hmm. want to be competitive. The average price is between um, I've seen a lot of companies charge between 25, 27 is high. I think the okay. highest I've seen is 27. That's wow. on the high end, okay. right? Yeah. But like, and then, and then local Rover people charge like $22, 23. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I can't be competitive. Clientele. That's a different totally. clientele entirely. For sure. yeah. So let me ask you some questions. So how long have you been in business? I started my LLC almost four years ago. I started out on Rover or mm-hmm. just doing my own thing about 10 years ago. Okay. So you've been doing it quite a while. Oh, yeah. And do you still do some of the work yourself or are you mostly just managing everything? I do a lot of the work myself because uh, I'm in the process of hiring again. Uh, a lot of my a lot of employees just don't have a lot of availability and I don't force anyone to be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the goal is to just have enough people to yeah. Yeah. be available and enforce maybe asking for time off. Right. I have, I have one person who works like a lot for me and everyone mm-hmm. else is just doesn't have a lot of availability. So, oh. but I end up doing most of the gigs because honestly, a lot of them are dog training and I'm the only one who does dog training. I do basic dog training. Mm-hmm. And a lot, some of these clients are just difficult. I, I worry about someone else taking on some of these clients. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that they're not sustainable. Yeah, so. exactly. And they could damage yeah. your reputation too. If, if they're difficult clients mm-hmm. or difficult dogs, that could be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things come to mind. And one of, the, one of the benefits of having somebody like me look at your business is mm-hmm. you are immersed in it. And so you just see on a day-to-day basis what you're doing and it can be hard to get perspective mm-hmm. to kind of be able to step outside mm-hmm. to see. So a couple things jump out at me. And one of them, like the biggest one, is the fact that you don't really want to cover condos or it sounds mm-hmm. like apartment buildings. I can absolutely yeah. understand why um, the lack of parking, the key issue, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I also see that as a way, as a market you may be missing. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if there might be a way that you could do it in a way that works for you and and works for your clients. So we can explore that. But I I want to explore this first because what I heard you say is your staff are driving, you know, 20 to 30 minutes away. Mm -hmm. 
and um, they are, that's hard for them. It's exhausting. And yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I would encourage you to look at is just to open your mind to the possibility of it working. And Mm -hmm. in terms of these condos, these pet friendly apartment buildings, because there is a, a possibility for a large population that, mm-hmm. you know, were you to get somebody in there, they wouldn't even have to travel. Right. You know, yeah. Maybe they have a hard time parking initially, but they could just mm-hmm. go from house to house to house, you know, her <laughs> apartment to apartment and without having yeah. to repark. So, and they're, you know, it might be worth it for them to have to look for parking for a little bit or to get mm-hmm. the key if there is a lot of clients in one particular apartment building. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why I'm thinking that it might make it worth your while and worth your employees while. So given that, is there any way in terms of when you say you have to go to the office to get a key mm-hmm. or to get access. Is there any way around that? Have you tried to explore ways to, to go around that? Um, I'm, I'm in a condo right now. There's nowhere to leave a lockbox outside. Got it. So that's been a problem. Yeah, I mean, I've considered asking them to just drop off um, the keen fob to my office lockbox down the street yeah. or just okay. letting me keep a fob and lock a yes. fob and key, but yes. you know, most people aren't necessarily, you know, going to be down for that. It's, it's like 30 bucks for, for a, for a, a key for a, well, sorry, a fob. You might be surprised because mm-hmm. if it makes it easier for them, mm-hmm. it's going to be easier for you too. And so mm-hmm. I would encourage you. So it's the cost of doing business or having mm-hmm. a service provider. So mm-hmm. I think it would be worth it to ask them about this. And what they could do is there could be a way mm-hmm. that they get you an extra one. And then you, of course, you give it back when mm-hmm. they leave, when they move, when their pet dies and they no longer have pets. But mm-hmm. it will be money well spent for them. And it will definitely be worth the extra trouble for you. I think, I mean, it's, it's worth an exploration because this is a market mm-hmm. that if you are not tapping into it, your staff, your sitters, your walkers are going to have to be driving mm-hmm. long distances, Absolutely. Rather than, you know, being able to tap into many, many clients. And what I found in these apartment friendly complexes mm-hmm. is, are these pet friendly apartment complexes, I should say is that once a couple neighbors have used you, I'm saying you, but just a pet Mm -hmm. care provider in general, word travels very fast. So, you know, you could have this effortless natural marketing Mm -hmm. that could really benefit you. Right. And I'm also thinking about the bottom line in terms of you wanting to lower your prices, which I do think is wise. I'm not usually a proponent of lowering prices, but I think if, if the highest rate is 27 and you're charging 30, you're missing out on a lot of clients. So we have to then look at how can you make 27 work 
And one of the ways is if your staff members aren't having to drive long distances. So you don't have to compensate for that long distance driving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Uh, the cab, I, I, I guess what, the, oh, sorry. So, so the issue I'm, I'm thinking of now is if I have a copy of the key and fob, then my sitter has to first stop by my place, pick up the right. key and the fob. And then that's an extra visit. You know, I would have to compensate right. them. And, and my policy is to return the key and fob to the lockbox after each visit for safety. So that that would get really expensive really quick, oh, and I don't I see them paying for that. that. Especially mm -hmm. since they've been booking me for you know about a year now, and I haven't requested that of them. Yeah, but I th I think yeah. it's okay to change your policy midstream. Yeah, <laughs> um, if it makes it easier for you and for your right. So what I would recommend doing mm -hmm. is, it sounds like you have some good sitters on staff who have been with you for a while. I think them holding on to the fob and being that regular pet sitter is not mm -hmm. unheard of. That's what I did when I had my business and it really benefited me because I didn't have to constantly give them the key or the fob. Mm -hmm. They were able to just hold on to it, but they had a safe place in their home. They had an actual lock box, box which I provided mm -hmm. them, which was the place okay. for the keys when they were done. Yeah, so that if for some reason okay. there was a theft or something, you know, the keys were safe. And they weren't yeah. identifiable at all in terms of apartment number, even pet's name. You know, it was just mm -hmm. specific colored key rings that identified. And a numbering system, too. Mm -hmm. You know, that can be good. You can do that in your software system if you have that. Yeah, I just put my business name. Sorry, my business phone number. Uh, on the keys and nothing yeah, else. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's good in case it does get lost for whatever reason. So you're saying your employees had their own lockbox outside outside the home? No, or not outside inside the, the home? home. Inside their home. Inside? Yeah. Okay. They had it inside. It was a lockbox mm -hmm. that was uh, a numerical numbering system. So, and that's mm -hmm. where they put all the keys at the end of the day. And then when they were ready for more visits in the morning, they would take the keys and, and they would do it that way rather than have to come to me. And what some business owners have done, have they've created uh, like a mailbox at mm -hmm. mailboxes, et cetera, or something like that, where the sitters or walkers can then go and drop off keys or get keys from that location. So mm -hmm it kind of takes you out of the equation in terms of having mm -hmm. to meet or anything like that. Um, but that can open a whole new can of worms in terms of making sure sitters do drop it off. Mm -hmm. And it's just an extra step that you might not want to take. I think the simplest solution really is to have the sitters hold onto the key and to be the designated sitter. If for mm -hmm. some reason they can't, then you're going to be juggling keys one time just to have mm -hmm. a sitter, a vacation sitter kind of cover for that sitter mm -hmm. who can't do it that time. Yeah. I often have two or three sitters for one for the same gig. Yeah, so it I did two. And so in that case I did pick a primary sitter mm -hmm. that, you know, because I didn't want to have fobs all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, for multiple sitters. I just it didn't make sense to do that. And clients wouldn't have appreciated that either. So, uh, you know, there was a designated sitter for that particular client. And then if they couldn't go for whatever reason, then I would 
figure out how to have them meet a sitter who could take their place for that one particular visit stream. That makes a lot of sense. I'm concerned about sitters losing the lockboxes and a lot of these lockboxes fit one key and fob per lockbox, yeah, even no, the large is, ones. Right, no, this is more, and you can find them on Amazon. And just a reminder <clears throat> to, to use your phone for note taking. So oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I know it's hard to remember. I know. <laughs> no problem. Um, so you can find it on Amazon. I would just do multiple key, you could even do like large multiples of keys, mm -hmm. lockbox, something like that. Search for that and you will find a rather large lockbox. I mean, there'll be a number of different options and they will have numbers too. So then you can put that particular number in your software system mm -hmm. right, for that particular sitter. You know, they can keep it, I don't know, in their closet or wherever in the drawer, but it needs to be a box that can be locked in case of an emergency. And that lo that box is not going to be traveling anywhere. That's something right. you really need to specify. It's not going to go in the mm -hmm. car. It's going to be at their home. They take the keys when they're doing a visit. They put them immediately back when they're not. And mm -hmm. it, I, I just, all I can say is it worked incredibly well for me mm -hmm. when I had my business and having the sitters hold on to the keys saved mm -hmm. so much time and energy because keys, as you know, can be a whole other full-time job. Oh yeah. Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll look into that. Maybe they'll need to get, have a couple lock boxes each. Uh, I only, so I only buy lock boxes from the master lock or the kid brand just because they're more secure. I yeah, find a lot. I, there's horror stories about Amazon lock, generic lock boxes getting stuck. Yeah. Stuff. No, you'd want a name brand for mm -hmm. sure. And this isn't, again, this isn't just for one key. It's for multiples and it will enable them to actually put the keys in little mm -hmm. boxes that are within a bigger box system. So it really is an organization. Yeah. If you run a pet business like pet sitting, dog walking, dog training, or pet grooming, it can feel like the work never ends. Customer service, hiring staff, paperwork, your to-do list goes on and on. Plus, you still need to do the actual work that pays your bills. Running your business with pen and paper is hard and messy. You know you need a better system to stay on top of everything so nothing falls through the cracks. Jobber is a mobile and online app that helps keep your pet business organized, efficient, and professional. With Jobber, you can send price quotes to your clients, schedule your pet care providers, send invoices, and accept payments online, all in one place. You won't know how you ran your pet business without it. Jobber offers free one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you get started. No software experience is required. Get paid on time, go paperless, and impress your clients. Try it free today at getjobber.com forward slash pets. That's getjobber.com forward slash pets. Or visit the show notes page and click the Jobber link to get started today. Unfortunately, a lot of the fobs I get fill up the entire lockbox. Oh, because they're big. Yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. would make sense. So, That's the problem. Think, yeah. I, I understand, but I do think you'll be able to find something. And again, 
you know, mm-hmm. probably for these apartment buildings, you're not going to have a lot of fobs, you know, in, at least mm-hmm. initially, there'll be maybe three or four as you're yeah. getting your business going. And then you can invest in bigger boxes if that's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one, one mm-hmm. idea, one solution. Yeah. And that would kind of alleviate having to go to the front desk and ask mm-hmm. to be let in. That's so exhausting for mm-hmm. your staff. Oh, yeah. and you. It's not worth it. No, so you have not. to find a way if you're going to be able to help these people in these condos, mm-hmm. in these apartments, it has to work for you. It has to work for your staff. So it's just finding a way because this will be the key, I think, that will then unlock the door for you to be able to have more business in a, a short radius, which is really what you're needing mm-hmm. right now in right. order to save money. And be able to pay your staff an appropriate amount. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, by the way, I also tip. I'm, I, I might be too generous. I Right now I'm doing a $10 tip for gas every week. I'm thinking, I think I want to make it a gas card. So I don't have to pay, we don't have to pay taxes on it. So like yep. 10 bucks a week. And then sometimes I'll tip $20, $30 a week. But um, yeah, so the gas card is a good idea. I do think the yeah. gas card's a good idea. Okay. I, you know, I'm very much a proponent, Val, of, of being generous with staff, mm-hmm. but not at the expense of business suffering. Mm-hmm. So you're already going to be taking a hit by going from 30 to 27. And if people are right. already paying 30, I wouldn't change that, of course. You know, keep them right. as they are. But this is new people. And that can be tricky because... If yeah. you have that rate on your website and existing clients see that, mm-hmm. there's going to be a conversation. <laughs> so right. it's tricky. You might actually have to lower the $30 people if you do put the rate on your website. Or what you can do, another solution, is to make that $27 visit, $27 visit a little shorter. So maybe mm-hmm. instead of a 30-minute visit, it's a 25-minute visit. And then that makes more sense when clients who are $30 go to your website and see that you're charging a lower amount. It's a lower time amount, too. Mm-hmm. So that would be one way to kind of work around that. Or I was thinking to do it within a certain radius, because right now I'm I'm spread really wide. I'm like, mm-hmm. Buckhead to Decatur is probably yeah. 30 minutes yeah. Plus, and, you know, I always yeah. say I really recommend that it's 15 minutes mm-hmm. or oh, yeah. fewer. <laughs> and it's not right. 15 minutes, um, 15 miles. It's 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes 15 miles can be 15 minutes. Sometimes it can be 30 minutes. Right. It depends where you're located. The travel, right. All of that. So if it's more than 15 minutes, I should tip them in at the extra $5 a visit for travel. Well, I would be charging clients more so that you can pay the staff more. But yeah, so that's what you're going to want to do. And really focus on the marketing that has to do with Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. And you can advertise on Nextdoor. That can be a Mm -hmm. good place to do some really specific neighborhood target marketing for specific mm-hmm. areas. 
Um, also, Facebook ads can be good for that. Um, Vistaprint mm -hmm. or even the postal service can be good for that, where you can send um, postcards to different neighborhoods mm -hmm. that you're interested in expanding in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also, of course, telling your current uh, clients that you want more clients mm -hmm. in that neighborhood, because then they'll be more likely if you kind of nudge them a little bit, then they'll be more likely to tell their neighbors and friends who live there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would begin to bring your radius closer mm -hmm. to you. And even look at not taking clients who are 30 minutes away. Right. I don't. Yeah. Anymore. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. And this is such a common issue. Like in the mm -hmm. beginning, you know, it's so exciting to get clients, especially if you've been right. on a site like Rover that's taking a lot of money from you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start your own business. You're like, woohoo, I'm going to go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is, it becomes too far. And not only are you doing 30 minute visit, but you're driving 30 minutes to get there. And then you're driving 30 minutes. It ends up being an hour and a half really. Right. For a lot of clients and it's just not worth it at all. Mm -hmm. But this is a common thing. A lot of people end up doing this where they say yes to everything and then they right. have to go back and say no. And it's just like bringing your boundary in more mm -hmm. so that you can handle the business and then grow from that particular radius. That's more doable. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Yeah. All of right. Course. <laughs> okay. One, one more question. One more. Got it. One more darling. Okay. So I guess um, I think my most my other important issue, issue is figuring out training. Um, mm -hmm. And a friend referred me like this company that, that does like these training modules for mm -hmm. pet sitters. But I was wondering if you had a preferred pet sitter training module. Um, I actually think because each business is so different, mm -hmm. it's you know I get that there are modules out there, but. Mm -hmm do you want to do it in that particular way? So that would be the first thing that I would look mm -hmm. at. It may be that that works for some people, but for you and your particular business, each business is so different. Mm -hmm. Clients are so different. You've run your business in a particular way that to train them in the way of another pet sitter might not be what you want to do. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that. And then again, it might, it might be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would recommend is having your staff that have been with you for a long time do the training mm -hmm. so that they can then kind of hold the ladder out <laughs> for the next person coming up mm -hmm. and they know that client. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for them to then give you feedback on that particular uh, sitter or walker mm -hmm. from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And they can tell like everything about that particular dog. I think mm -hmm. it's money well spent. You know, I would really look at doing that, even if it's just one time where they accompany that particular sitter mm -hmm. to one visit. And granted, they've met the client already. You know, that would make sense for them to meet the client already. Mm -hmm. But then to have the regular existing sitter kind of 
hand off the baton, so to speak, and really go through everything. Because each dog and cat, they're so different, right? They're right. what they need, the food, everything. Right. So I think having a blanket um, pet care protocol is nice in theory, but I don't know that it really works in real time. Mm-hmm. That's just my take on that. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Any, any burning desire questions? <laughs> I know I said one thing, but <laughs> I just want to make sure if there's anything else that you have that we cover it real quick. Well, I, I tell my employees they have a two hour range to get to a, get to a gig. And then if I put the, the time at four o'clock and they show up at six, I'm unhappy. So the, th- yeah. the way I think I'm going to fix that is by saying, you know, if it says six o'clock, just be there by six o'clock in by six o'clock. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Because they're also yeah. always late for client meeting and greets. Yeah. So I, I, even though I, I specify how important it is. Yeah. I completely understand. So first of all, I want to start with the, the time amount, the time periods in which they'll arrive. I really recommend three hours if at all possible and letting them know that mm-hmm. they need to, and giving that particular amount to the client. Mm-hmm. So let's say mm-hmm. the client really wants them to come sometime between three and six. Then I would tell them come at three. And if you're doing a pet sitting visit where it's like three times a day, then they need to space that appropriately, right? If they come mm-hmm. at three, then they're going to need to come again at 9 p.m. You know, if it's like between three and six and then between six and nine, they're going to have to come that later time so that it's spaced out. So that's what I would do. I would tell them mm-hmm. the very beginning time. Don't even tell them about the time period. Like come at three. And they'll likely come at 3.15 or mm-hmm. 3.30, you know, mm-hmm. but it will be fine because the client is assuming they're going to be there in a mm-hmm. three-hour window. As far as the meet and greets go, what I would recommend is really having the meet and greets, again, also having a time frame. So I would have mm-hmm. a half-hour window of time in which that sitter will arrive to the client, mm-hmm. let's say between 6 and 6.30. And that's what you tell the client. The sitter will be there to meet you and your pets between 6 and 6.30. And then tell the sitter 6 p.m. Ah, yeah. That's what I do with my perennially perennially late sitter. Yeah, we'll do it with everybody. Yeah. Just have it be the set thing that you do. Mm -hmm. It'll alleviate any stress. Because if somebody's late to a meet and greet that doesn't Mm -hmm. bode well for the sit and clients are going to be upset about that understandably. So Mm -hmm. we want to avoid that and instead have them appear like they're early (laughs) or Mm -hmm. on time, but Mm -hmm. really, you know, even if they're running late, it's fine if they have a half hour window, but they don't know that they have a half hour window. Clients but the sitters don't. There isn't a good way to put that in time to pet though, because time to pet requires, you know, it's three o'clock, it's four o'clock, it's five o'clock, so on. Well, you would verbally or through email tell sure. the client. Yeah. 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 And I mean, for the sitter. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. sitter, you would also verbally tell the sitter, mm-hmm. like you, you know, it says three o'clock mm-hmm. in time to pet, but you can be there anytime between three right. and six to visit the pet. 
for the meet and greet, it's going to say three, be there at three. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're going to be telling the client between three and three thirty. You know, if, mm-hmm. if the time that you want the sitter to be there is three. Does that right. does that make sense? So I'll set the time of the visit to three o'clock, for instance. And yep. I tell the sitter to be there by three and I tell the client they'll be there by three thirty. I would say right. between three and three thirty. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's for the meet and greet. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Good. Thanks, Kristen. You're a big fan. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So sweet to see you. And I've seen your name pop up and it's just, oh, it's wonderful to be able to meet you in person. I'm not in person. You know what I mean? As in person as we can get these days. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I did your 28 day um, thing. I I have your book. Yeah. The 30 day challenge. 30 day. I may have dropped out. Early. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It was a long yeah. challenge. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm remembering you now. Yeah. In the Facebook group. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's lovely to see you. It's good to see you too. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got a lot out of that coaching session with Val. Thank you so much, Val, for being on the podcast. And if you are a pet business owner, who would like to be coached on the podcast, you can find a link to apply to be on the podcast when you go to the show notes page, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. That's the number 109. And you'll also find a link to find out more about the Facebook marketing webinar that is happening this month, as well as the other webinars that are happening in the coming months. That's the monthly webinar page that you will see on the show notes page. And I also wanted to let you know if you are interested in receiving a private coaching session with me, I would love to coach you. Privately, you can pay to get coaching if you don't want a free podcast coaching session with me. So I do have a few coaching sessions available in the coming weeks, and I would love to fit you into my schedule. And you can find out more on the show notes page. I'm going to give you that link one more time, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 109. I also want to let you know that we do have a Facebook group available for podcast listeners. It's called Prosperous Pet Business, and it is a supportive community on Facebook for pet pros. And you can find a link to that as well in the show notes page. I also have some free items that you can find on the show notes page. So there are a bunch of links that will help you get started or grow, or hire in your pet business, whatever stage you're at, you will find something that will help you. And if you're on Instagram, I welcome the connection. I am at PetBizCoach. That's all one word, PetBizCoach on Instagram. And I would love to connect with you there. Have a beautiful day or evening wherever you're at in the world. And thank you so much for being a listener of the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. Take good care. Bye.
Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you are at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.